In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. That's why I say, man, if you're going to have anybody guide you down the path of manhood, look for guys who have been there, not guys who are going there. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we We salute salute you. you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. I'm Jim Ramos, and this is Equipping Men in 10. I'm here with my good friend and producer and co-host, Dale Culver. How you doing, man? Doing wonderful. Hey, I got to tell you this. I got this story. This happened to me years ago. Uh, I was in Idaho. My uh, relatives, my wife's relatives live over there, and I want to go fishing. And my wife has a cousin who's a big fisherman, said he was a big fisherman. And so we had this tradition of every year we'd go fishing. And so I asked him, hey, find some place that we'd have to walk into and it'd be some place that most guys don't go. And he goes, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll go to the Red Mountains or something in Idaho. I said, okay, great. So we, we, we drove two hours to the trailhead, got on the trail started walking we got up there we're about five miles in and he made a, a, a turn on the trail and i saw the turn on the trail and we walked about another two miles and he turned around and he said i'm lost i have no idea where we are truth be told i've never been here before <laughs> and i said well we did go to a fork in the road back there so we walked back to the fork in the road which he had not seen and it took us to the to the lake so i had to engage in this process with him because he was my guide, but he'd never been there before and didn't know where he's going. And this is before the age of Onyx Maps and Google Earth. This was like old school stuff. And and I thought about this. There are a lot of guys out there, and I'm not going to say their names. And I don't want to badmouth them. They're these young guys, 28, 30-year-old guys, and they're, they're, they're coming alongside of men and saying, let me guide you to your best version as a man. And, and it's, bother, it's a little bit bothersome because they aren't there themselves. They're in the middle of raising kids. They're young guys, and and they've got these followings of people leading that that they're leading, and they've they're leading them to a place they've never been, and it's a little bit troubling because I hope these guys know where they're going because they've never been there before. And I look at my life. You know, we just celebrated twenty eight years of marriage to the same woman. Got three great kids, all college graduates, and I'm going. Been in ministry straight for thirty years, and I'm saying, man, guys, let us lead you. Go listen to those guys. Go go like their posts. But let us lead you. We've been there. 
We're, we know where we're going. We can take you down the road. So come alongside of us. Follow me at uh, Jim Ramos, Jim W. Ramos, and let us help you. We just really, really want to help you guys. We're a nonprofit organization. We're not out there trying to make money off you. We want to help you. We've got a free book that's offered for you. I just finished it. I'm really, really excited about this book. It's called Guts and Manhood. And for one month, we're going to offer a free download of this book, Guts and Manhood, Four Irrefutable Attributes of Courage. And so uh, head on over to our website. Check that out. It'll be up and available for you the entire month of September 2020. But I want to jump into the meat of this podcast. And I want to talk to you about the book. I just... Uh, finished the book yesterday. It's being uh, edited. It's being read over, proofread, and I'm really, really excited. And so this book, what I've done in this book is in 2001, I did an exhaustive study of the word courage in the Bible. And in the New American Standard Version, which is my personal study Bible, there are 47 mentions of this word in the Bible. If you combine that with the NIV, there are 10 more times that word is mentioned. So 57 total times. So I journaled this with handwriting, with a pen, in a journal. I transpired that over to paper, and there's part of these are in the uh, bathroom book for men that we offer for guys, but it's way different. So what I did when I discovered there were 57 total mentions in the New American Standard Bible and the NIV, I began to study them carefully, and I discovered something monumental, in my opinion, about courage. I believe that every man wants to be a man known as courage, but we don't understand courage. And the Bible lays out four, what I believe are irrefutable attributes of courage. And I lay those out in my book. The book is broken into four sections that describe in detail each one of these four irrefutable attributes of courage. So let me lay them out to you real quick. The first one is this. Courage in the Bible is a personal choice. It's a personal choice. Of the 47 New American Standard references to courage, 16 of them, so one-third of them, are commandments to take courage. In other words, you have to reach out and grab it. There is an action involved. There is a choice involved. There's no such thing as a courageous man who does nothing. Courage is a choice, and courageous men lay hold of courage. And so that was monumental to me because we have this stereotypical male out there that we think is courageous, and 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 that's not true. You, courage is not something you are. Courage is something that you become, which leads me to my second irrefutable attribute of courage. The man who takes courage daily, who chooses regularly to lead his family, love his wife, work his job, take great risks, live his life to the fullest, that man, as he lives making courageous choices day in and day out, over time, he is known as a man of courage. David had many faults, but he was known as a man of courage because time after time after time, he killed the lion with a slingshot. He killed the bear with a slingshot. He killed the giant with a slingshot. Time after time after time, he acted out in courage. Benjamin Disraeli once said, success is for a man to be ready for his time when it comes. So courage only becomes a character trait of a man who has made courageous choices 
compounded over time. In other words, he has a history of making courageous choices. Only then will he be known as a man of courage. Only then. That's why I say, man, if you're going to have anybody guide you down the path of manhood, look for guys who have been there, not guys who are going there. Why would you want to hire a guide who's never been there, right? So courage is a character trait when compounded over time by courageous decisions. Number three, this is a great one. Courage in the Bible is a call to action. It's really interesting in Scripture how many times the Bible mentions men who have lost courage, found courage, gathered courage, even had courage melt. These all explain that opportunities are moments of time when courage somehow slipped away from these guys and they're reaching back out to it to grab a hold of it because this is a call to action. When we look at courage, courage does not exist unless there's something that we have to choose or something we have to act on to make us courageous. Usually in the Bible, when God calls men to find their courage, to gather their courage, their courage is melted, they've lost their courage, or to take their courage, it usually surrounds some kind of opposition. Courage in the Bible, I think courage in life, we only need it in the face of opposition, right? We have a, a world that wants our marriages to fail. We want an enemy who wants our marriages to fail. There is opposition for marriage. People have defined it as different things. Now, we have to fight in the opposition of that and act courageous. We need to be courageous in setting boundaries and limits and uh, for our children and getting our kids away from the TV and getting them to live a life uh, beyond a life of vicariousness through the television. There is courage that causes us to do that. We need courage to do that. It is a call to action. Why are so many males out there and not enough men? Well, because male is by birth. Manhood is a choice. Manhood is a call to action. Edmund Burke once said, evil prevails when good men do nothing. And I really question that word good because I don't think they're good men when they do nothing. Our friend Paul Coughlin wrote a classic men's book called No More Christian Nice Guy, and I think that he might change Burke's quote to, evil prevails when nice men do nothing, or evil prevails when cowardly men do nothing. You know, we're in a day and age where we need courageous men to step up and act. It is a call to action. Courage answers the call to action. The fourth thing I learned about courage is this. Courage is a sign of strength. Now, I, I, you know I work out with Shanna regularly. We like to hike. We like to run. We like to lift weights. Our, our recent favorite thing to do is we like to do HIIT workouts, high-intensity interval training. Well, one day a couple months ago, we were at the weight room, and uh, we were late, feeling lazy, so we decided to go 80s, and we decided to bench press. And bench press has always been something I'm really good at. My chest is – I was born with a deformed chest. It's very large. And I was repping out 225 pounds on the bench press, and my wife said – and I was, you know, I'm, I'm repping it out set to 12 and I haven't done bench press in a while. And my wife's like, nobody cares how much you bench. And no sooner had those words come out of her mouth than the Marine recruiter, he's a young guy, fit, super ripped, came over with his buddy and he goes, bro, that's awesome. I wish I could rep out 225 like that. <laughs> and I had to laugh and I laughed because of this. Men respect strength. 
When a man sees another man who is strong in an area, there is an instant uh, a level of respect that is given him. You know, I'm impressed with this, uh, with a sign of strength. In the Bible, I mentioned a New American Standard. There are 47 times that courage is mentioned. Of those references, 19 of them have strength attached to them, where God is saying, be strong and courageous. Because a cowardly man is seen as a weak man. He's not seen as a strong man. A strong man is only strong when he acts in courage. So when a man chooses courage, he chooses strength. Strength and courage are are different sides of the same coin. Courage is a sign of strength. If you want to be a strong man, start making choices that lead to becoming a courageous man. I hope this helps you guys. Just those four irrefutable attributes of courage really have impacted me in my life. Uh, Those things caused me to move a 1,000 miles to a church and leave our home state and all of our family in 2003, caused me to uh, leave a safe and secure job uh, and to leave the mundane lifestyle to launch the men in the arena. And those things really impacted me. Those irrefutable attributes, again, are courage is a personal choice. Courage is a character trait over time. Courage is a call to action. And courage is a sign of strength. So, Dale, take us home, man. What's next? Yeah, guys, we want you to go on over to meninthearena.org and get your free copy of Guts and Glory during the month of September. This is going to be a free download for you. After September, you're going to have to pay for it. So get on over there and do that right away. Until next time, fill the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game, get dirty, grind it out, and be a man. Equipping men in 10 from Men in the Arena. If you hunger to be your best version, join us with thousands of men from around the world in one of our Men in the Arena forums. Join the forums on either Facebook or on the website at meninthearena.org. While you're on our website, remember to pick up your free electronic version of Jim's bathroom book for men, The Field Guide. Thank you for listening to this episode of Equipping Men in 10 from Men in the Arena. Remember, when a man gets it, everyone wins. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.